Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Anthony Broom and Chris Ballas on a Thursday heading into Christmas weekend of sorts. Next week heading to Los Angeles, Pasadena for the Rose Bowl. So we'll be out there with all of our coverage from that. We just had signing day wrap up, transfer portals going on. Make sure to join us over at thewolverine.com. You can use this exclusive code UM1, UM, the digit one, for two months of premium access for just $1. So 50 cents a month, fantastic deal. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video. If you want Michigan to beat Alabama and head to the national championship game, Hit that thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button as well. Appreciate everybody doing that. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing today is uh, in one week we'll be out out west for another college football playoff game. Doing great. Trying to figure out these new uh, demons and goblins uh, little avatars on the prize picks app, which we're going to be talking about here in a second. Um, so you can lead me in the right direction here uh because i see a lot of numbers and i'm not sure which ones to pick so uh but i'm excited because i've got to get my prize picks in uh here because for the game tonight yeah um ab not used to talking (laughs) demons and goblins during the holiday season uh yeah of course but yeah good to be back been a busy busy couple days uh you know talking to players this week at schembechler hall got the coordinators the other day so it's kind of uh I know six days for you guys. You'll be on an airplane a week from today. I'll be on the airplane to LA. So kind of running out of time here to get a lot of different things done, but excited for it as we get closer. Is Christmas shopping done? Yeah. Close. <laughs> Getting close. close is done. There you go. Yeah, I'm close to got some wrapping to do. I'm a terrible rapper. But, yeah. Uh, it takes I usually sit there and watch 24 hours of a Christmas story on Christmas Eve and watch, you know, about five times and get all my wrapping done in one day. So <laughs> there, there you go. Um, so yeah, a lot coming up here. As A B mentioned, busy week with signing day. We'll talk a little bit about signing day in a second. We have to start with what was a little bit of a pleasant surprise on National Signing Day, Michigan landing, Maryland linebacker transfer Jay Sean Barham. St. Francis kid, that pipeline going strong. You got Blake Corum, Derek Moore from there, Biff Pogey, obviously, from there as well. Nakai Hill Green, uh, you know, previously before he transferred. Lots of guys, but they keep that going. He's a number 75 overall player in the transfer portal, number five inside linebacker, six foot four, 233 pounds. Played two years at Maryland. We'll have two more at Michigan. Played 23 games, 96 tackles, seven sacks, two pass breakups, and an interception that a lot of Michigan fans remember and were pretty frustrated about just before half uh, here just a few weeks ago when J.J. McCarthy threw it to Jay Sean Barham uh, on that play that uh, kind of made that a pretty close game against Maryland. Um, but he can make plays. He can come off the edge as well. Uh, a nice pickup for Michigan as their first transfer portal pickup now of this cycle. 
Yeah, great pickup. And uh, it's it kind of came out of nowhere. But you know what? With that pipeline, that doesn't surprise you, I guess. And um, St. Francis. So um, here's the thing. When it comes to recruiting now, Michigan's got the number 17 recruiting class in the country for 2024. You have to add in the portal guys. And uh, those guys are automatic, usually four-star players, right? Uh, if we went down the list of guys that we saw contributed to Michigan from the portal this year and last year. Uh, there are some five-star guys in there too. So uh, that's making a huge difference in the way that Michigan conducts business on the recruiting trail, especially with the transformational, not trans transactional approach that they are taking. So huge pickup here and they will continue to be busy in there. They're going to be looking for wide receivers, probably looking for a quarterback, either a backup or a starter, depending on what JJ McCarthy does. They're going to be looking for a defensive lineman most likely. Uh, and have been. We've seen them extend some offers and then some corners as well. So uh, recruiting is not finished, fellas. Uh, it's going to continue, but this is a big piece. I would imagine that uh, with Michael Barrett leaving and potentially Junior Colson, this kid's going to have an opportunity to play obviously right away. And with Ernest Hausman in there and then some of the younger guys, uh, could be a pretty strong linebacker core next year as well. Yeah, that's a great addition. I mean, I, I stopped short of calling anything a home run because you just never know. But when you look at what he brings to the table, he's a guy that has 41 pressure, seven sacks over the last few seasons. He's a guy I think you can work him in in that Sam rotation. I think he can play some inside linebacker. To me, that's that's the key trait with what he's bringing to the table for this, this program will be the versatility. I think, you know, depending on what happens at inside linebacker, like Chris said, with the uh, you know, the guys moving on or who decides to come back. And also, you know, you have a similar setup uh, at the same spot with uh, Jalen Harrell. He could come back for a fifth year. He could come, you know, he could decide to go to the NFL draft. But uh, when you look at an addition like Barham's, I mean, it, it's where's he going to play? Is it Sam? Is it Edge? It's going to be both. And we know that Jesse Minter, this Michigan defense, likes to cross train a lot of these guys. Because then when you kind of get in that position, you know, the positionless football type of thing, it, it cuts back on the, you know, the substitutions. It uh, We saw them do that a couple of years ago with Michael Barrett, where, you know, had some substitution problems halfway through the season. You kind of start working Mike Barrett in, a, in this hybrid role, and then it allows you to do a lot of different things on the field without changing your personnel. So to me, um, at the very least, tremendous competition, but he's been a guy that's already shown that he could be one of the better young linebackers in the big 10. And, um, you know, if it's him and junior Colson, if it's him in Ernest Hausman, if he's, you know, getting snaps off the edge, I think this is a really nice chess piece for Michigan. Yeah. And he's played, I, mean, I think it's a huge pickup in that he's just played a lot of football. You kind of know what he is already with 23 games played. Even Ernest Hausman last year was pretty proven, you know, to the extent that, okay, this dude can play, you know, but he had started, I think what, six, seven games a year ago at Nebraska and then comes in is in that rotation. I think Barham's at least going to be in that type of spot as kind of the third linebacker for Michigan. And then if, if junior Colson does leave, it's probably him Hausman and Rolder as kind of your top three. And as we've seen this year, they seem to like to have three there because you could have guys banged up. You could have guys playing with two casts like junior Colson is right now. And you need some depth there. Uh, but I think he should step into the rotation. Um, so yeah, a nice pickup for Michigan on signing day. It seemed like this was going to happen. But for him to do it on signing day kind of adds to what Michigan was able to do. Not a ton of surprises there. We'll talk about that in just a second. But we do want to talk about prize picks, the demons and goblins and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. Bowl season is here, and there's no better way to enjoy the games than by playing daily fantasy 
with prize picks. You pick two to six players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code Wolverine will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100, prize picks will match that and give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50 and so on. We play each and every week. We give out some picks every week. I do apologize to those if my picks have not been doing that good for them. Uh, But we'll try again this week. And this week I do have Thursday Night Football Matthew Stafford, more than 299 and a half passing yards against New Orleans. And Detroit Pistons, Cade Cunningham, more than 24 and a half points against the Utah Jazz. Desperately need a win in Detroit. Yeah, I got to tell you, see, that's a demon there. And that means that is a non-standard payout. So that is not the actual line. The the actual line for him, um, the high is 299 if you want a bigger payout. And the low is 224. The actual one is 249.5 looking at the app right now. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go more than that for Matthew Stafford at home. So um, if they hit on more than 299, Clay, then you win even more. Uh, mm-hmm. is how the demon and goblin things work. So um, I'm going with the standard pick with Matthew Stafford, 249 and a half yards. I'm going more than that. And I'm going Derek Carr from New Orleans with more than 233 and a half as well in that game, the standard. I think it's going to be uh, one of those shootouts. Yeah, for me, I need to give myself a reason to watch the Detroit Pistons. And let's be honest, I probably uh, still won't watch, but I am also going with more than 24 and a half points for Cade Cunningham, uh, if they're going to win a game, why not tonight, I guess. And then I'll keep it uh, Michigan adjacent here with our guy Jordan Poole, uh, another terrible basketball team, the Washington uh, the Washington Wizards, terrible squad. I have him at more than 18.5 points. So I have uh, these two scoring guys, these scoring aces with their bad teams going more uh, than their respective point totals. I like it. Uh, so go to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app today. Use the promo code Wolverine for an instant deposit match up to $100 for new users. Again, promo code Wolverine. Uh, signing day in the books. We mentioned it with Jay Sean Barham jumping on board, but Michigan signing uh, 26, I believe. Uh, prep prospects as well, finishing number 17 in the country. Chris, you mentioned it earlier. I did want to bring kind of that up in general because you finished 17th. I think last year was, what, 18th or 19th. And I know rankings aren't everything, and I know Michigan does a great job of identifying talent and then developing it when it gets here, and you can supplement all that with the transfer portal. But when you start looking at class averages the last couple of years, you know, compared to what Michigan had the, the few years before making these college football playoff runs, you've taken a slide a little bit. But again, transfer portal's been, you know, a little bit, you know, used a little bit more. You, you bring in nine scholarship guys this past offseason. All of them are in the two deep. All of them have made key contributions at different points, maybe with the exception of Jack Tuttle, but having a backup quarterback that is ready to go is reliable in and of itself. So you have you have to use both. Um, but, you know, NIL and, and everything, and I'm looking at the, tr- uh, the uh, team rankings right now, and it's all teams in the South other than Oregon that are really ranked ahead of Michigan. Notre Dame's at nine. They come in, they lead the Midwest outside of Ohio State. I should have said Ohio State as well, uh, but they operate like a Southern team. And then Penn State, pretty much right there with Michigan at 15. Uh, your guys' thoughts on just just the fact that it has kind of trended this way, and obviously 
this new era has had a lot to do with it. Yeah, need a little more star power. They need a better NIL game. I think there's no question about that. So um, they are lacking some star power with the exception of maybe a Jordan Marshall, right? If you look around and uh, it used to be Michigan would get five, six, seven uh, top 100 guys, you know, maybe a guy in the top 20 uh, back in the good old days. And uh, it just isn't happening anymore. And, and I think we all know why, right? Uh, this NIL slash pay to play. And, you know, kids are pulling up now to press conferences and Lamborghinis. Uh, come on, man. You know, uh, but we're sitting here talking about a cheeseburger. You know, <laughs> it just blows my mind. But it is it is what it is, fellas. And the South is always going to uh, continue to recruit well. We know that. Michigan will get its share of players. But uh, to really separate and to be a Big Ten champion, you need guys like J.J. McCarthy. You need guys like Blake Corum, right? Um, so uh, hopefully – uh, hopefully they will uh, get their NIL game together and this will pick up because they aren't going to win a lot of championships, fellas, um, if they don't recruit just a little bit better. And I understand the portal plays into it as well, and that helps, but you still need to get some of those blue chippers, guys, to build your culture and continue your culture. And uh, to me, uh, they've got a little work to do here to catch up. Yeah, there's always been like this pie in the sky, I think, scenario from or you know, dream scenario for Michigan fans where, you know, there's no reason we can't recruit like Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State. And and one, there is, first and foremost, it's admissions. Uh it's a little more stringent there. And but I don't think there's any I don't think there's anything wrong with expecting them to recruit at a you know top five, top eight, top ten level. And when you look at these classes the last few years, yeah, I mean I you know, usually you can, there's kind of a tone set early on where you know who your foundational guys are. And yeah, they found some, they picked up some nice pieces last year. Samaj Morgan, I think is going to be a really nice player for this team. Uh, you look around the rest of that 2023 class, a lot of TBDs. Now, what I'll say about this 24 cycle is that uh, I think that there's a, there's a little more star power at the top. I think that Jordan Marshall is, is day one, a guy that is, is ready out of the box to make an impact. I do think that Jaden Davis can be a guy that leads this offense, limits mistakes, you know, makes makes smart decisions with the ball. Uh, I like that addition there. And then the offensive line. I mean, I think the offensive linemen that they brought in are really going to be guys that when you get them in with Ben Herbert and that strength program and then the development that comes with playing for Sherrod Moore and whatnot, I really do like – to me, that's three major boxes checked. You've got Marshall at the top. You've got, I think – a really good group of offensive linemen and you've got the perfect type of quarterback to run this offense. They like to run. So to me, again, I don't know what the, I don't know that that tree bears a ton of fruit early on, but yeah, it needs to get a little bit better. I mean, there's no reason that Michigan should lose out of recruits to, you know, Kentucky and I don't know. And I can't think of a, a couple other schools that guys trended to elsewhere, but um, NIL has leveled the playing field to a certain extent. I think there's there was like 20 different schools that landed five star recruits this cycle or something crazy like that. Um, but Michigan, yeah, that needs to again, they've done a really nice job of avoiding self-inflicted wounds on the field, but they can't quite seem to avoid them off the field enough to get recruiting and NIL headed in the right direction. So that is a concern. And and I don't uh I don't know, are we gonna do this dance again next year? Is it just kind of something that keeps happening? It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, 
It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, you got to, I guess you got to play whatever game that, that others are playing. Oregon has become, you know, they're coming into the Big Ten. They've become really the hot program in the portal. They've become the hot program in high school recruiting as well, especially when it comes to some of these non, non-Southern non teams. Um, Ohio State survives yesterday with a couple of key signatures, a couple of key defections as well. Uh, when you look at this Michigan class, though, what's what's the position group that gets each of you guys excited the most overall that that's coming in just running back with marshall and um and i can't pronounce the kid's name can you guys help i think me? it's kapana okay thank you uh, i think he's underrated i think he's a good big back and a good powerful back and uh kid is going to be a good one so that's that's it to me um you know you look around and i do see a lot of guys that uh, it's going to take a while for them to see the field and uh, tight ends as well with Brady Priscorn, obviously, and Hogan Hanson. So uh, those would really be the ones for me. And uh, and it doesn't surprise me at all that they recruited those positions well, given how much they use those guys in their offense. For sure. Yeah, same deal for me. I, I like, again, Jordan Marshall, dude that's going to be, I think, in the mix right off the bat, regardless of who comes back. Uh, you know, you have a couple offensive linemen, Andrew Sprague, I think, um, um, ben Roebuck's another one where a guy that just these six, seven, six, eight type of guys, um, the edge kid they picked up yesterday, I think is what, six, seven, two thirty already. So you got some good yeah. body types to work with. You got some good, uh, you know, there, there's some good moldable pieces there, but you know, as we sit here and try to project who makes an impact on opening day, uh, it's it might be a handful of guys. Um, there's always a couple surprises that come out of nowhere, but, uh, yeah, to me, it's the offensive line. It's really the offensive line, tight ends, running back, the things that Michigan always does well. I like what they were able to add in this class. Yeah, Lugard, Edak Pai, um, potential mispronunciation there. Can he play wing in basketball is uh, is a question I had. Uh, but they're going to bulk him up, and it sounds like he didn't have a Power 5 offer until October and then got all the big offers, ends up with Michigan on signing day. So that wasn't a surprise, but it was a big pickup for Michigan on signing day. I'm going to go – I would agree with running back, probably tight end. I'm going to go with linebacker as, you know, one that I think was was pretty underrated coming in here. You have a whole bunch of guys, not even including Barham, getting him out of the transfer portal. But Mason Curtis, four-star Cole Sullivan, who is going to be a stud, I think. Four-star Jeremiah Beasley from Belleville, who I saw a couple years ago as a sophomore. And I thought he was the most impressive guy in the field outside of Bryce Underwood. Four-star Jaden Smith. And then three-star Zach Ludwig, who comes in uh, uh, relative of, of Ben Herbert. So you got to love the grit probably that he's going to have as well and bring to the table and be a culture guy. But I like the linebacker hall. Uh, AB, you mentioned instant impact guys. Chris, you wrote about this yesterday. I mean, yeah, it may not be. I mean, I think Jordan Marshall is obviously number one and could be a guy that's right there in the rotation. It may not be much more than like what a Samaj Morgan can bring 
uh, for some of the other guys. And that was that was quite a bit this year. That might be the ceiling, but there could be some guys that burn that red shirt, see the field early on. Yeah, I love Jacob Oden and just a special teams guy right off the bat. I think this is a kid who's going to be, you know, those kids that get Michigan, right? And uh, his dad, obviously, and his family being Michigan grads. Um, that's one guy that I like uh, in that respect. And then again, Chris Gordon, I think uh, with the tight ends, if AJ Barnard were to leave, you need that compliment, right? And uh, they've got some, they've got some up guys there that are waiting in the wings, but uh, Chris Gordon's a, a pretty good talent there. And he's got the size already, add a little bit of weight on him. Uh, he's a kid that I could see maybe not having quite the Colston Loveland freshman type of impact, but having an impact at that position. Yeah, for me, uh, someone else maybe to keep an eye on, uh, the, the the receiver out of Chicago, Amari and Stewart. I know EJ likes him a lot. Uh, feels like he's kind of in that Samaj Morgan, uh, Carmelo English type of mold. Maybe a guy that factors in on special teams next year as a returner. I know he's brought a lot of juice there in his high school career. But other than that, we'll see what happens. You got to get him in the lab and, and, and let him thrive and go from there. And there might be guys that show up in June uh, that kind of come out of nowhere and make an impact. We've seen that plenty of times too. So um, we'll see uh, a lot of roster building still to go, obviously with the portal and uh, a couple little targets uh, dangling out there for the, the final signing day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That Amorian Stewart was on uh, BTN yesterday, did some good interviews and he was also on with, our guys over on the Wolverine YouTube channel who had uh, interviews on signing day with 20 different recruits. So check those out. Fantastic work by EJ Holland and Zach Libby, but I'm Marianne Stewart, fun guy to, uh, to listen to um, and kind of reminds you a little bit of Samaj Morgan in that way as well. Um, don't want to get, you know, can't get guys getting in trouble at all, you know, with what they're saying, but uh, definitely some personalities, I would say uh, let's move on and talk about our friends over at rogue shop. Before we talk about Michigan and the NCAA, uh, but go check out rogueshop.com. If you have any issues sleeping, chronic pain, or have anxiety or stress, when you use the promo code THE WOLVERINE, that's T H E WOLVERINE, get 10% off your order. Rogue Shop sells CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, and soaps. They handcraft all of their topical soaps, candles, bath salts, massage oils, and tinctures. They grow their own cannabis in their manufacturing facility, and all of their products are made with their own cannabis. One of our favorite things, their website has a 24-7 chat function where customers can ask anything. So if you're just trying to get into some of this stuff, if you are switching from you know, a different provider, you can use the 24-7 chat function to chat with a real person uh, to, uh, to figure out what uh, might be your best course of action here. All their edibles are custom formulated with cannabis, vitamins, and plant materials. Rogue Shop is America's number one online dispensary and health and wellness shop. They are a true small business, disabled veteran owned, uh, great people. We got to talk with them when they uh, first signed on with us and fantastic people. They're always stopping by our message board as well, giving some exclusive offers out there. So go to rogueshop.com, use the promo code THEWOLVERINE and get 10% off your order. Uh, also on signing day, Michigan has been delivered a notice of allegations, finally, for Burgergate. We knew this was coming at some point. They get the draft the notice of allegations in January. NCAA moves at a snail's pace. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh already served three games. Uh, Michigan imposed suspension to begin this year. This is separate from the quote-unquote sign-stealing type of stuff, but now Michigan has 90 days to respond, 60 days for the NCAA to reply after that, and then however many days different appeals take and whatever, 
So obviously we'll drag on uh, the timing of this though on signing day, potentially. I, I know some reports said they were delivered this, this week. Uh, but the fact that the news was leaked on signing day uh, kind of makes you raise an eyebrow a little bit. feels like, you know, right before Harbaugh goes on the stage at big 10 media day, you get something, you know, it seems like pretty timely when a lot of these things are leaked at the very least to me, it's ironic. And Chris, you mentioned this earlier, but Dion Smith, you see the number one Juco recruit in the country. He's going to uh, to sign with Ole Miss, shows up in a Lamborghini, and we got Jim Harbaugh getting allegations for a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, here we are. And and if they took it to court, you know, Jim Harbaugh didn't lie to them. He said, apparently, you know, I don't remember when it was, you know, uh, it was COVID period, so on and so forth. Uh, don't remember the dates. And, well, here's a here's a receipt. So we busted you, you know. Um, Still doesn't mean you recall. It's exactly. Uh, there are a few things uh, involved in that, too. If, if it were to come up again, um, you know, as far as dates go, um, we've heard that, the, the you know, that the brown jug might not have even been open that day. So it's so weird. Some things going on there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if they have a case and if Jim Harbaugh sticks around and, of course, the NFL uh, rumors have started up again and he has not yet signed his contract, then I think that's something that they could fight and probably would fight because I think they're probably getting sick of all this crap, right? Uh, you had this expedited investigation. You've had three games when you had Will Wade, or, or not Will Wade, but uh, Bill Self getting four games when the FBI is involved and you've got him on wiretap. Uh, that's absurd. Come on, man. Uh, it's like Doug Karsh, the play-by-play guy for Michigan football says, and a friend of ours, all that Michigan wants is equal treatment compared to what others have gotten. And if that's the case, then Jim Harbaugh has already gotten beyond what others have for, for well, far beyond for what others have for far more egregious violations. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to not dig your heels in and fight it because those are the schools that typically get off scot-free with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if Michigan broke rules or did something wrong, same deal with the sign stealing, take your punishment. Like I have no issue with that, but um, you know, when they were served a draft notice of allegations in January for it to come out on, for it officially to be served to them, let's just say, even if it was served to them on Monday, the week of December or 18th, whatever the dates are, that is like, it lends credence to the idea that there's a disruptive, there's like a very apparent, you know, movement to disrupt the operation. And, and maybe they see that as part of the punishment. Oh, well, know uh, if they're going to fight it then we'll just you know part of their punishment will be us messing with them but um to me i I mean again uh if jim harbaugh doesn't want to deal with this and he gets an nfl offer i can't say i really blame him if he were if he wanted to take it uh it is it is kind of piling on um at the same time again it's just uh with his comments that he's had about revenue sharing and the state of college sports for whatever reason, he has turned into a lightning rod on this, and we're not seeing a whole lot of other coaches come out and back him up. And I think that's maybe part of the reason why is because they see what the NCAA uh, is kind of doing to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football. So, again, not going to sit here and, and like this isn't new news. It's not new drama. We knew a notice of allegations would eventually be served, but that it came now, which could kick off another long and arduous process is uh at the very least, I'm not like a conspiracy guy, but it does raise a few eyebrows for sure. Yeah. And Joel Klatt said it, you know, several weeks ago, I think with, with Colin Cowherd basically talking about how it does feel like the NCAA has this vendetta that we've talked about for a while. And a lot of it has to do with 
Jim Harbaugh calling for revenue sharing with the players. I will give, you know, whether you agree with it or not, I'm not even honestly too sure where I stand on it at this point, you know, not knowing everything that would go into it. But Chip Kelly, you got to give him credit too for coming out and and basically saying what Jim Harbaugh was saying. And he was talking even more specifics with, you know, getting rid of conferences and, you know, maybe going different divisions along with group of five. I mean, you got to give him credit if you're seeing what's happening to Jim Harbaugh. You don't want that to happen to you if you're Chip Kelly. Um, we're sitting here too, the sign ceiling stuff, nothing new. It seems like lately it's also just comedically been 45 days since the NCAA opened up an investigation on who the hell was on the sideline at central Michigan uh, or the central Michigan sideline, 45 days to find out who a guy is and they haven't been able to do it. I mean, it's pretty impressive at this point, how bad the NCAA is at this stuff. His name is Julio Iglesias. That's from an old movie. And maybe Anthony will get it. So I don't play more, but Anthony's the old soul. So you guys can look it up. That's fine. It's from the firm when they're asking a private investigator who he is. He's got a gun to him and uh, boom. So anyway, I cracked <laughs> me up uh, with, my, with my movie knowledge. So uh, uh, no, I don't know that they'll ever find out, guys. That's fascinating and fun to me. I think it's great. And uh, uh, we have a pretty good we have a pretty good idea who it was. It was some hypothetically. Guy, yeah. Yeah. Connor. Connor. Connor Scallions, I think his name was. It was certainly doesn't mean it was Connor Stallions. What cracks me up about the whole situation is that how quickly did everyone have, oh, well, Connor Stallions' name was over all, all over these receipts and, you know, AI and, fo- you know, security footage from the stadiums can confirm that this person used this ticket in his name, but then, you know, Maybe it's the technology. Maybe the technology is lacking in East Lansing. Maybe that's part of the reason that maybe. Uh, the investigation has moved uh, as slowly as it has on that front. But hey, um, NCAA gonna NCAA. No doubt. Uh, we got five minutes on basketball. Michigan falls to Florida in double overtime on Tuesday night in the Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. Just from a basketball philosophy standpoint, fellas, do you follow up three at the end of a game? Do you adhere well, to those those rules? It depends on how late it is in the game. I agree. Right? I ten, agree. 10 seconds or less, yeah. Uh, more than anything, get a damn rebound. You know, and I understand this is a good offensive rebounding team, but 20-something offensive rebounds is disgraceful uh, for a program that prides itself on being for competitors only. So uh, let's be honest. If Doug McDaniel doesn't go off, then Michigan probably gets run in this game. And that's how these games have kind of gone. You know, if Doug McDaniel's hitting those those shots at, uh, that are ridiculously high level, or, you know, step back threes and 28-foot threes and stuff like that, and when he's scoring at that level, Michigan's got a chance. If they don't, they're getting run out of the gym. And uh, credit them for playing hard, but you're supposed to play hard. And to me, the defense is lacking. I think that's very clear. I, I, you know, 106 points. And uh, there are too many lapses, guys, in possessions on both ends of the floor where, okay, you're giving up 10 points a game because you are have the idiotic one-handed pass into the fifth row, you know, or you're somebody forgets who to guard on the other end and there's a guy on, underneath all alone and scoring. You know, any one of those in this game, or if Doug McDaniel, for example, waits another second and a half before he goes and makes the stupid turnover before the half, and they get the three at the other end. That was a difference in the game. Everybody right. can say, oh, that's lucky. Well, no, it's not lucky because you're supposed to have the last possession 
And if you don't score, at least they aren't coming back and scoring. Those are the plays that are in the difference game. It's not just about the end of the game. It's about the plays leading up to it. It could be the play in the first half that determines whether or not you win or lose a game, as John Beeline always used to say. And fundamentals matter, and this team sucks at them. Have a have a hard time really following that up. I mean, pretty much hit on all of it. Um I mean, it's just more of the same, right? We've This is a, a game we've watched them play, what, 22 times over the last two years where you lose, you know, 5 and 17 in games decided by six points or less. I think he, 4 and 13 or something like that uh, in games decided by four points, whatever, whatever the stats are. Uh, they don't value the basketball. They lack attention to detail on both ends of the floor. And quite frankly, I mean – there's no depth on this team at all. So when you get yourself into a double overtime game, you got guys out there gassed because you can't play anyone else because the roster construction stinks. So again, it's not, you know, nothing against those guys, but this is, uh, you know, it's not just, Oh, well, gosh, gosh, darn it. They played, they played so hard. You could tell they're close. I, it, I don't care about close anymore. I mean, this is, this has been what they are. It was what they were last year when they had, two first-round picks and a former All-American at center. And to be frank with you, I mean, I have a hard time seeing it getting any better than that because you don't have those pieces. So, again, I mean, the bones of a good, solid NCAA tournament basketball team are here, but the, the mentality isn't there. I don't think they're coached very well. I don't think the games are managed very well. I mean, the next, the next you know, good possession that they draw up for the final you know play before the buzzer the, the one that winds up being good will be the first I've seen in a couple of years. So to me, it's just all, it's all a mess. Yeah. I, I do disagree a little bit with the level of talent. I, I don't know that there's that much talent on this team. I, I was going to say something similar to you, Chris, with the it's, they're not good at executing down the stretch, but it's they, those mean, you know, you wouldn't be tied or up to, or down to if you would have just played cleaner earlier on in the game, you're up nine. And then you have some terrible possessions on both ends of the floor gets the other team right back in the game. Um, you know, it, it feels like every time they go up two, they go to zone and let up, a th- you know, let a three, or at least a good three-point attempt. Um, you know, so it, it just feels like, it feels like on offense too, when they do get a, a little bit of a lead, maybe two possessions, they get comfortable and take some terrible shot. Um, they just don't play smart, you know, and I think I think that's, you know, playing hard is one thing, but playing hard and playing smart is really a, the, the combination you're looking for. And the, the last thing I'll say too, is Doug McDaniel gets 33. He had 33 against Oregon. I don't know if they would have been ran out of the, you know, the gym, if he doesn't get 33, that he gives them nothing against Indiana and they're still close. He gives them, but here's the thing. He gives them 33 in two games. How are, how come these outlier performances don't lead to a 10 point win? How come no matter what happens, whether Doug gives you nothing or he gives you 33, you're close at the end. So to me, that shows that you can be good in one area, but then they let all these other areas slide. And, you know, like the offensive rebounds, the turnovers, uh, you know, defensive lapses. And and then you end up tied at the end of the game. And we all know they can't execute in those situations. Yeah. Indiana's a terrible basketball team too. Yeah. There's no excuse for losing that game at home. So uh, kudos for beating Iowa, you know, congratulations there. And, uh, but uh, to me, you know what? They've let so many opportunities slip by here, and this was just another one. Mm-hmm. So Michigan uh, will take on McNeese State on December 29th, 10-day 10, 10 break. Will Wade coming in 
with his group of guys that he probably bought uh, via quote-unquote NIL, and we will see what happens in that game. They've lost that post-Christmas game the last two years, UCF, uh, Central Michigan last year, so they've got to uh, get things going. I know some of the guys are going home after Charlotte, uh, but you got to regroup, got to play better in this next game. Uh, so next time we are doing a show, um, we'll, we'll have one Monday, but I don't think it'll be uh, certainly one that we record on Christmas. So next time we record, it will be from the West Coast, previewing Michigan and Alabama in the Rose Bowl. So stay tuned for that. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, head to the Wolverine.com, promo code UM1 gets you two months for just $1. And we will see everyone next time. Have a Merry Christmas. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.